friends. Welcome to the In The Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. Today, I am excited to bring you Missy Eversole. She has written the book, Transformed, Not Conformed, Embracing a Life-Changing Approach to Spiritual Habits. Missy is from Morton, Illinois. She's married to Craig, and she has two boys. She has written several devotions and for magazines through the years, and tomorrow, her new book, Transformed, Not Conformed, comes out, and I'm so excited for her. Listen in as I talk to Missy about her book and her own growth journey in growing closer to Jesus. Welcome, Missy. I'm so glad you're here today. So tell us a little bit about Transformed, Not Conformed, Embracing a Life-Changing Approach to Spiritual Habits. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. So Transformed, Not Conformed is my memoir, so to speak, on what I did to reignite my fire for Christ again. So it all started many years ago in the what I call having a hissy fit in the middle school parking lot uh, of my kids, of my kids at school. It, it was just, it was at a time in my life when I said yes to everything. I had a, a seventh grader and a fifth grader. I said yes to everything. I, yes to, to collecting donations for this. Yes to helping in the, in the room. And I was just so overwhelmed and so overworked that my family life and my Christian walk suffered greatly mm-hmm. so that fateful day in the parking lot uh, my kids were coming out of school late like all middle schoolers do um, but we had to get to a soccer practice and we were running late and i the emotions that i had just built up in me and i had a hissy fit right there in the school parking <laughs> lot i yelled at my kids you know just and they were mortified but the reason why they they were like coming out but they were helping a teacher and that my both my boys have servants heart so that was just a wake up there and i yeah. just said lord i'm tired what what is going on where is the fire i once had for you and the next day um i got to the the middle school parking lot again and i was going to reach for my phone to scroll through social media because that's what you do minusly do i carried a and i still do i carried a bible with me that was at the bottom of my purse and i just felt the holy spirit nudging me going get that bible get that bible out so i got my bible which was tattered on torn on the outside but the inside was crisp and clean so that oh wow how often i opened it and from there i would read it just if i could just get a verse in uh, of john or romans and I started to build up. I would, I'd be able to read a section, you know, bold to bold and just slowly start realizing that I needed to stop conforming and start transforming in Christ again. Mm-hmm. And I said no a lot. I said no. It, it was, you know, when somebody asked me to do something, I said, no, I can't because my spiritual life was just suffering mm-hmm. and I was in a dryness almost non-existent lukewarm faith I am sure that every mother in America can relate to you 
yelling at your kids in a moment of frustration and feeling horrible afterwards. I can relate. Yes. My kids are grown up now, but I still remember those days. And it always is to or from school. Right. It is. And it's just, (laughs) yes, it is. I don't know what is, or to and from church. It's either school or church. So ironically, I now work at that school. So (laughs) I work part time at that school. So I'm in that, I'm in that parking lot Monday through Friday with (laughs) the sweet reminder that this is what I needed to get back, start transforming in Christ again. So I have to ask you, you carried the Bible in your purse and now we have apps on our phone. Do you ever use the app or do you keep that Bible in your purse and that's what you go to? You know what? I keep my Bible in my purse, that small pocket Bible. I do have some Bible apps on my phone. But it's too tempting to switch over to a social media right. app. Right. So I'm a hard copy girl. So I keep that and mm-hmm. that helps me. But because the temptation is there. Right. I love, I don't know if you've heard of Tara Lee Cobble, but she has an app and then she has an app where she explains where you go through the Bible in a year. I absolutely love yes. that because I can, I do read, I have the Bible read out loud the passage that she has and then I listen to her app and I didn't do it in a year because I get off on other other things but I am still working my way through and I just love her her take on it and I have learned so much from that but I agree with you a real bible that opens and you have to find the place in it is is my favorite too You talk in your book about, and you were just talking about saying yes and transforming and not conforming. Social media has become such a big part of our lives. It puts out so much perfection. There's no way that you or I can keep up with what looks to be perfect out there. So talk a little bit about that and the burnout that you have seen people get from that. Well, I think it's just because so much pressure, I mean, and I think it's fantastic that people take vacations and it looks like they're having a perfect, we take vacations, you know, but to, we get burnt out because we, we try to measure up with that. Like, right. Oh, I didn't take my children to Disney World today <laughs> or this, you know, this year. I'm kind of, you know, I must not be a good mom. No, that's, that's not it at all. The comparison there that we compare ourselves with other, moms is just very burdensome and it just weighs down on people Mm -hmm. because mamas and and ladies god chose you to raise your kids right he chose you personally to raise your kids there's no need to compare yourself to other moms you know whether you this the comparison just needs to stop let's just you know it does knowing that in most cases people put their best foot forward on social media. My daughter posted one day a whole, her, a chair in her living room was full of clean laundry. And she posted that and she said, for all of you think that it's perfect here in the, in our household, it's not. That laundry's been sitting there for the last 24 hours. It's clean, but it has not been folded. And you know what? It's not going to get folded today. And I thought, good for you. (laughs) That's, that's right. That's right. Well, just last Friday, just as an example, my son, my oldest son is a sophomore at Baylor University. So he's about 15 hours away. So we use Grant's. We had a small gathering for the book launch. I was like, just take everything up to Grant's room. 
I mean, if you <laughs> open that door to Grant's room, you would be shocked what we all threw, put in there because it was all hands on deck. We got to get this house clean, everything in Grant's room. So when we take that stuff out of Grant's room, I, I'm going to be honest with you, it probably won't be until Thanksgiving when he gets back. We'll shuffle it out to the garage. And then, you know, deal with it then. But but that's life. I mean, we all do that. I do not have the perfect house. I don't have the perfect, like no one does. Right. But but the comparison that is out there on social media that we should have done this for our kids. We should have them read this and that. You just you just do what you think the Lord is, is asking you to do with your children. And you are a great, you're a great mama. Right. For those that needed to hear it, you're a great mama. Despite, if, even if you had a meltdown in the parking lot today, you are a great mama because God chose you to raise your kids. That's right. And you were in the parking lot to get your kids. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's a win some days on itself. Yes. That's right. That's right. Oh, uh, I love that. Another thing that you talk about is. And I think in this world, it is so hard for us for so many reasons, but finding value in Christ rather than our to-do list. And sometimes our to-do list is ministry. And so we think that we're doing all the right things, but if we're doing it at the expense of our relationship with Jesus, maybe we need to relook at it. What are your thoughts? Well, for that, I always say, especially with that, I want to check off I, I have a list all the time I want to want to have a relationship with Christ I want to want to read the Bible you know I just don't want to read the Bible I really want to read the Bible I really want to have that relationship I don't want to look at it as a, a burden and is is something that we do in our, our Christian life I want to mm-hmm. want to do those things I think a lot of times especially if you're in ministry you just look at that list and and the fire is not there if if that fire and passion is not there to then you're just going through the motions and that starts the slide down of checking off the list just to have it checked <clears throat> off and i you know reading my bible i i try to read my bible chronological there's mornings when i'll read it and i'll go i i have no idea what right. I just read mm-hmm. just so I could check it off. And then I take a pause because t- I have time to do this. Let's back up and not and, and really study those words. And I think when we have a to-do list, it keeps us from really just doing that. And I love right. that you said that. I prayed many years ago for a desire to read the word that it just yes. that I would be filled with the desire and God granted that wish beyond anything I thought it could be and what I find now is if I don't spend that time with him I'm disconnected from everything the rest of the day and and that doesn't mean I do it every day because I I don't but I do it most days because at the end of the day I can't talk to him I can, yes. I can talk to him but I don't feel like Yes. He can hear me because I've lost my, my morning connection, you know, where I turn right. on my spark plugs or whatever, whatever happens with spark right. plugs. It doesn't happen. So I totally relate to that. And I think, you know, your desire has grown. The more you do it, the bigger he makes right. that desire for right. you to grow in his word. And so that brings me to he reignited a hunger for you in Christ. 
And so tell me how that has changed your life. Oh my goodness. Well, we were just, we just kind of, you touched on that a little bit. Just starting my day out, my day's not going to go perfect. Right. I mean, we know that. But starting my day out, there's something about having some quiet time with him. And then it, it's almost like if I don't do it, something is missing. Something mm -hmm. is off. Now, I know that's not how it works, you know, but I just, I enjoy that time. Mm -hmm. Just the reigniting of my faith. Remember how it was after I was baptized 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I was pregnant with, with my son. And that fire that I had, you know, that fire that you had right when you were baptized and you wanted to know everything about Jesus that right. you could and how you feel. And then life takes over. For me, I had two children in 20 months apart <laughs> and, you know, and, and my faith took growing in Christ took a back burner right until and it, it was it was on the back burner for quite a while because I, I I went to Bible study I went to ladies Bible study I filled out the forms before I walked in the door so I didn't look like a slacker I went to church I volunteered in the nursery you know I did all those things but I was just so focused on my boys and not taking the time that I needed to reignite that fire mm -hmm. and it took a meltdown in the parking lot yeah. that went okay i mean the lord used that the lord was like you something has got to to go and it's not me right. so you're either coming <laughs> along on this journey or i'm dragging you and <laughs> sometimes he drags me <laughs> i can relate to that oh i love that friends have you ever been there? Have you ever had a meltdown in a parking lot or anywhere? In Missy's case, it changed her life. The whole trajectory of her life went a new way because God spoke to her during or after that meltdown that she had in the parking lot. And she mentions it several times. It was important to her and it made such a huge difference. You talk about beauty from ashes. It's a small thing, but it's still beautiful in that it changed her whole life. It brought her closer to Jesus and it grew her into the woman that she is today, which by the way, is so lovely. Now a word from our sponsor, Gifts with Grace. Gifts with Grace is a ministry that empowers women who are facing trauma and Gifts with Grace is growing. There's so much going on right now. And I'd like to tell you that we will be adding a time to get together. Currently, we've been getting together on Tuesday nights from 6 to 7.30 at Union Station. We will continue to meet at Union Station, but we are adding Thursdays from 11.30 in the morning until 1. So if you have time at lunch and you want to drop in for a Bible study or to make some jewelry or just to fellowship with other women, we will be there. Also, if you're looking for some pink bracelets for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Gifts with Grace has partnered with Women United of Logan County to have a set of bracelets for $20. There's a bright pink, a light pink, and a white, and it's a, a trio for $20. Proceeds are divided between Gifts with Grace and Women United of Logan County. If you want to know more, you can reach out to info at giftswithgrace.org. Now let's go back to our conversation with Missy. 
one of the things that you talk about, because you talk about spiritual disciplines, why don't you tell us what your spiritual disciplines are that um, we should be practicing on a regular basis? Sure. Well, for me, I practice um, seven of the spiritual habits. The thing about spiritual habits, some people call them spiritual disciplines, but with spiritual habits, um, I've, I've found out that we all do them somehow some way we just don't call them spiritual habits right so what i what i talk cover in the book is the spiritual habits of prayer meditation study journaling silence and solitude fasting and worship do i do those every day no i mean i that would take 24 hours and i i don't have 24 hours so there's time when you know prayer prayers every morning i'm up to pray meditating on the the word Mm -hmm. when i'm in deep study i meditate on the word again studying bold to bold or or looking up hebrew words right and greek words you know things like that journaling i journal every morning what's on my heart what's on my mind silence and solitude is is i have not had a silence and solitude retreat since before the pandemic and my Uh soul is thirsting for it. I mean, we, I, I have a friend that we're like, we are texting just this morning. I was like, we have to do this because I need some silence and solitude. I need to go to a place where there is no Wi-Fi and barely a cell phone connection. So I can still communicate to my, my kids, but we, where calls aren't accepted, but I can still get a text out because I can feel my soul's thirsting for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I missed that. So and then with with fasting i mean you don't need to fast every day when something comes up that's when when i fast or in grieving times Mm -hmm. Um, and worship you know just listening to praise and worship music going to church just worshiping the lord is just those seven habits that i participate in to get me back almost on track away from the world's demands and back in the eyes of christ so tell me what your journaling looks like, because I, every morning I pray and then I read the Bible and I read a passage in the Old Testament, a passage in the New Testament and a Psalm. And I journal what, what it's saying. Like right now I'm in Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. And so I am journaling. In fact, it's to the point where the, the people that are still in Judah and Jerusalem are in big trouble. Their destruction <laughs> is on its way. <laughs> And that's pretty much what I wrote. Do you consider that journaling or is yes. it much more than oh, that to yeah. you? Absolutely. Anytime. I mean, for me, I, I, I do somewhat the same thing. Um, again, I'm going through the chronological Bible. So just reading it chronologically and, mm-hmm. and putting things in places. So I do journal at. So that is a form of journaling. Some days I'll have my notebook out and I know on some of the time it just says i have nothing more i can't i have to get groceries today so it it, it doesn't necessarily reflect what i i did or what i heard from the lord uh-huh. but sometimes i just pour my heart out right. and sometimes i just recall thank you lord for this wonderful whatever happens and our answered prayers mm-hmm. that's a big one for me is writing down answered prayers I don't see the ant prayers, how the Lord's working until after the prayer has begun. You know, and right. I think we're all like that. Like, whoa, he was in it. He's always there, but he really showed yeah. this. So that that's a good good thing to journal too. And journal the hard stuff. I know that sounds 
crazy. Whatever you're going through, um, journal it and then go back on it in a few years and go, wow, the Lord was really at work in my life. Well, I love that. So tell me about your silence and solitude. So you go away. How long do you go away while you're away? What does that look like for you? So I try to do physically leave the house. I mean, you could do a silence and solitude at your house. But for me, it is too distracting because computers, everything like that, TV. About six years ago, I started to go to a silence and solitude retreat. And it was a 48-hour retreat. This retreat was, it was put on by a group of wonderful women. We came together for dinner. And then we were quiet. And that was hard. <laughs> but that first first few hours is a hard. But as as we were continuing on our weekend, and we would get together for lunch and, and things like that, but the majority of the time it, it was quiet. And you just take a Bible and your journal. It's wonderful to do it like at a, a camp setting where you uh-huh. can go out and walk around and you can worship outside. But it just feeds your soul. Now, I, I will say there... There's times when I I felt so strong and so close to the Lord. And there were a few times when I'm like, I got nothing. Uh-huh. I mean, nothing. And that is okay. I keep keep doing it. Uh-huh. Because you're not going to hear from the Lord and the Holy Spirit the whole time. You, right. you know. I mean, one time, and I'll share this with you. I, I went to usually go from Friday to Sunday afternoon. And it was 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon when the retreat was over. And at 2.45, I walked by somebody who I was just out for a walk and she was listening to a song and the lyric in it was, I am a child of God. Mm-hmm. And that right there, I mean, I had gone the whole weekend with, with nothing. That right there just about dropped me to my knees and tears came because it hit me that I am a child of God. Uh-huh. So I would love to have everyone for a science and solitude retreat because it's awkward at first, but just what you hear and what you can sort out and what you can pray and what you read in your Bible that you might have read a passage, a verse numerous times and you never fully understood it mm-hmm. until that moment you're on that silence and solitude retreat and you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, my soul is thirsty for it. And we yeah. are, my, my friend was just texting me this morning. She's like, we got to do this. Because mine is too. And yeah, we, we do. And if, if you can't get away for the weekend, that's okay. You don't have to go off. Go in your room. Just make sure that you aren't tempted to turn on the TV right. or check your phone. Leave your phone in mm-hmm. a different part of the house. You can have silence and solitude for an hour. It doesn't right. have to be a weekend. How often do you do that before the pandemic? How often did you do that? I tried to do that. At least quarterly. Okay. The, the place that we, we went to was a wonderful center. It was called the, it, 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 um, about an hour away and it closed during the pan- pandemic. It oh. couldn't sustain. Yeah, um, it was a, like, a, yeah. So we're, we're currently looking for a new center because I would love to host a silence and solitude retreat. And I think the Lord is setting up to do this. We just mm-hmm. have to find a place a to place do to it. Do it so. Yeah. So tell me, of all the spiritual habits that you just talked about and that you recommend in Transformed But Not Conformed, which one has had the most profound impact on your life? I would say prayer. 
the thing about prayer is, and for me, I, I talk to him like he's the Jesus is in the room. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not eloquent with my words and mm-hmm. those that are, I am in awe because I'm like, wow, I wish I could speak like that. But, but that's not me. That's not right. how I'm wired. Just getting up in that morning. And I remember the first morning that it was right after I had my meltdown in the parking lot. <laughs> I just felt like, you know, get up and spend some time with me. I am not a morning person. I'm still not. <laughs> but with coffee, I I can function a little bit. That morning that I've, I made it a goal to get up 15 minutes before my boys did. The Lord had me up a half hour before. And I was like, okay, I'm here. I have my coffee. <laughs> what, what are we going to do? And that was the the moment when I felt the spirit saying, mm-hmm. if you're not praying for your children, who is? Right. And I was like, wow. okay. Yeah. So that, that is like, okay, Lord, we'll, we'll meet in the morning. I always pray for my boys and family and friends and, you know, mm-hmm. whoever my readers know that I am up at five to send me a text or a message if they need prayer. And I, I often do. And I'm very humbled by that because everyone needs prayer. Right. Everyone does. And if I'm up at five with coffee, I'm going to be praying for yeah. you. Yeah. That's awesome. So which spiritual habit has you, have you found most challenging? Oh, the fasting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> the fasting. Hanger takes over some time, but I, I've kind of, work that out. So I, I work over the lunch hour at the schools. I I sit at the desk for the full-time secretaries. So I will use that time when I work as my fasting time. For me, when, when the hunger pains come and I can, I can pray over it. It's quiet enough. I stay busy enough to do a full 24 hour fast. That is extremely tough because I love food and um, my spirit is weak yeah. <laughs> when it comes yeah. to that. My, fle- my flesh is strong when it comes to food, <laughs> but my spirit is weak. <laughs> but, you know, and, and there's times, you know, in it, I could do like um, a, a juice, you know, where I just drink, I have to have water. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I, I can't go completely 24 hours and it's not recommended that you do. I mean, right. obviously if you want to do a 24 hour fast without any food or water, talk to your doctor. And if you, you need to go into a fasting with the mindset that you are there to fast and not to lose weight or you know, right. your mindset has to be, you are one-on-one with the Lord. Right. And he'll, Usually, I let you know it's, it's time to fast. No, I, um, he does. <laughs> yes, yeah, and you're like, ah, I don't think so, Lord, because today I was gonna have this awesome leftover that. I, but you know, he's like, no, you're. It's fasting time, girl. So, <laughs> oh, I so relate to that. Yeah. I um usually I fast from after dinner the night before until dinner the next night. So yes. it's not really 24 hours, but I fast most of the day and then I'll have, I'll have a dinner. I was at work one day and I had been fasting all morning and really had been going well because I really felt like when I was hungry, I was, um, connecting with, with God. (laughs) And we had a meeting and I came back and I was not, not anxious, but excited about some things I had to do. And I went back and plucked a Snickers bar, you know, one of those mini ones and threw it in my mouth. And I literally hadn't swallowed yet. And I was like, okay, what what do you do now? <laughs> right. Now I have broken right. the fast. <laughs> <laughs> what 
with a Snickers bar. With a Snickers. <laughs> because it just totally <laughs> left my mind. So I did swallow it and just counted it as, okay, well, you're you're done today because you've blown yeah. it. I probably wouldn't have had to do that. But it was just one of those things. I just wasn't thinking. And so I don't yeah. know how su- I, it felt successful until that moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the premise of your book. I think the timeliness of this book is so important because with everything that's going on in the world, we all just need Jesus. And you have laid out so beautifully the tools for people to be able to do this. And it's, it's great because you don't have to do it all at once. It's, it's whatever works for you. The world is busy. There's more. Everyone has more on their plate at work. Our kids do more than they've ever done. We're doing more ministry. What do you say to that woman who says, I don't have time to read the Bible. I believe in Jesus, but that I don't have time right now. I'll get to it later. What is your response to that? Well, this is going to sound very blunt. But <laughs> this is This is how I feel about it. If you have time to scroll on social media, yeah, you have time to read a Bible verse. And sometimes all it takes is one Bible verse to, to start that fire. Right. And it gets you going. So that's, that's, like I said, it's blunt. I mean, if you, if you have time to be on social media, if you have time to binge watch, binge watch your favorite show, you have time to read the Bible. Yeah. And I think again, so the, the attention span that we have because of social media, mm-hmm. it's it's tough. I know it is. I can read a Bible verse, like I said, and sometimes I'm like, I have, I don't know what I wrote or read because my my mind is somewhere else. In my book, I, I have short chapters and short sections knowing that we live in a fast-paced world now. You know, that's what I read. Read bold to bold. If your Bible mm-hmm. has bold to bold, read that or read it on your app. But just get it in. Just start. That spark is all you need to light the fire. It is. And, you know, it's so funny you say that because my goal is to read a chapter in the Old Testament, a chapter in the New Testament, and one of the Psalms. And I'm in Jeremiah. And today I was supposed to read 24, which is rather short. But 24 goes into 25 where all the the destruction is starting. And I just had to read that because yeah. it just flows right into it. I could have read further, but I yes. still had to do my New Testament and my Psalm. And well, I do have a job that pays me money and <laughs> right. I got to get to that as well. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> but it is true. You start and God grows the fire. Yes. If you're yes. open to it, he will do that for you. And I, I love, I love the bold to bold. If that's all you get, yes. that's something. And there's a lot That's of something, yeah. There's a lot, especially in the New Testament from Baltimore. Right. There's a lot. So yes. I love that. Well, I always ask my guests two questions. The first question is, what is bringing you joy right now? Oh, that's a great question because I'm kind of in a transitional period <laughs> because <laughs> I'm almost an empty nester. I have a, um, a senior in high school, a boy and, and, um, a uh, sophomore in college. So, but what's bringing me joy now, honestly, is just, just enjoying my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are at that age where we just, we just laugh and enjoying my husband again, 
taking walks with him and, and almost, you know, reconnecting after a season of parenting. So just the joy of my family and laughter. I mean, we just, just sometimes there's days when you just want to sit and cry, but Mm -hmm. there's days when we just need to laugh. Yeah. That's what's bringing me me joy so and i'm actually going to go down and see my son uh in two weeks so that i'm really joyful about that i'll bet i'll bet (laughs) and where is he again he's at baylor university baylor yeah so we're in illinois so um it's a bit it's the little thing yeah it's the little things that i think as i get older brings me joy yeah you know a a nice walk a gentle rain sitting out you Uh know and just sitting on the front porch and watching it rain yeah. is, is joyful because it's peaceful. And I can see, take time just to, to sit and, and look out at God's wonderful world. Yeah. I love that. I love that your family is what brings you joy. That is so beautiful. And my last question is, what are you reading right now? I know your book comes out t- tomorrow. Uh, so that's exciting. But what else are you reading? Oh my goodness. I'm kind of all over the place because I have a, a nonfiction book, um, <laughs> that I'm reading <laughs> and a, a fiction book. I do the and same. I, <laughs> I, I go, I go back and forth. So, uh, for my nonfiction or my, sorry, my fiction book, it's, um, a Karen Kingsbury book. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, just so awesome to read. And then, I also like historical fiction too. In history, we're an hour away from Lincoln's home and things like that. So I've been reading up on Lincoln and in a, uh, I almost said an autobiography of Lincoln, but that's not true. <laughs> a biography of Lincoln. <laughs> so, and then I'm also reading Mama Bear Apologetics because we need to stand firm. We need to armor up yeah. as, as things are happening around us. Yep, so I agree. Um, so yeah. So like I said, I'm all over the place. It just depends on my, on my mood. <laughs> so which, which Karen Kingsbury are you reading? The, the parrot, the new one, um, forgetting Paris or. Well, that's coming out. That's next. not out yet. Okay. That, yeah. That's coming out. I'm actually still in the Baxter series. So okay. I'm on summer. Oh, right now. okay. Oh, yeah, so. oh, that's a great series. Yes. It never ends because. The Paris book is actually Ashley's yes. story for that. Yeah. And this past summer, I actually took a writing intensive with Karen Kingsbury. Oh, did you go to and, that? Yes. Uh, in Franklin, Tennessee. And uh-huh. oh my goodness, I've learned a lot. So my fun time writing, I like to write for fun. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how I started writing. Uh-huh. I mean, and, and now the Lord has just opened doors and I'm so excited for it. But writing fiction just kind of resets me, I guess yep. you can say. So, so we can uh, look for a Missy Eversold book coming out in fiction soon maybe well yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll see <laughs> i have to get it finished for that's a whole other process when you present those to agents and book publishers yes but but you've got one published so that will yes. certainly help you and i i really look forward to hearing more about that because if you like karen kingsbury i'm sure that yours is a book that i would love as well Thank you so much, Missy, for spending time with me today. Congratulations on your book. Thank you. And I I hope you all go out and get it because it is what this world needs right now. Thank you so much. You guys, I love this interview so much. 
It turns out that Missy and I are soul sisters in every way, and I just enjoyed talking to her and getting to know more about her and her book, which is coming out tomorrow. So I hope that you'll look it up. The world needs this book at such a time as this, and I think that you will enjoy it as well. Until next time, this is Nita Wilkinson with In the Whisper podcast.